Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 168. I'm Killian Vina. And I'm Zoe Belil Springer. This week on the show, we're taking a look at the number one question on everyone's mind who hasn't yet reopened. What does getting back in business look like? And to explore this topic, we're joined by two US-based salon owners who've been willing to share their reopening experience with us. It is challenging. It is difficult. We work carefully. We work cautiously. But at the same time, the second you start getting the feel of this is what we do. This is why we do what we do. This is why we're stylists. That switch gets turned back on. And I say lean into your fellow you know, salon community and hold each other up because this industry is incredible. We will thrive. We continue to thrive even in the hardest of, of challenges. We've got this. So keeping that patience, keeping that communication and then supporting each other is it's the way to successfully do it. Zoe is the moment we've been waiting for. After about three months, we finally have the episode where we can get to talk about reopening. So while the last few months we've kind of spent talking about what to do while you're closed and I suppose preparing for reopening, we finally get to speak to people who have boots on the ground. We get to speak to salon owners who are actually going through the reopening stages. And our two guests today have been open for between two and three weeks. So really looking forward to seeing what reintegrating salon life looks like. And our first guest from Salon 27 in Arizona is salon owner Amber Pope. Amber has been in the industry for over a decade. She began her career in Tampa. She was uh, mentoring under a celebrity stylist and former Bumble and Bumble educator, where she was introduced to the artistic approach of hairdressing. After she returned to Arizona, her native Arizona, and uh, started working for the prestigious Fidel Sassoon Salon, she and her husband founded Salon 27. Since then, she's traveled all over the US to share her passion for the art of hairdressing and today joins us on Forest FM uh, to share her experience about what getting back in business really looks like on the ground. Thank you so much for asking me to be here with you. This is amazing. I love getting a chance to chat with you guys. As we all can imagine, and we've all been feeling, it was a really tough decision to make the call to close, especially ahead of schedule before the state. Things were starting to kind of heat up in a way, and staff and um, myself came together, and we all decided that you know it was it was best to go ahead and make the call to close. So we did about mid March. Um, around like the 19th of March. And then the state closed relatively about 10 days after that. So then we kind of hunkered down and we started making plans and decided to um, really come together with the team and develop um, an agenda, um, get our orders ready to go. And then the state um, had made the order to stay home uh, until the 15th of May. And then they surprised everybody by saying restaurants and salons both could open um, on the 8th. And we were not ready. We just, we needed more time. We had been doing so much preparing, but the team wasn't comfortable quite yet. We still needed supply chains. All of the PPEs that we needed and the new SOPs that we had developed during shutdown 
we're so close to being ready, but we needed a little bit more time. So we waited another two weeks um, and then we finally did reopen after that. So it would be, you know, about that third week in May. When the stay-at-home order was lifted, we came together um, as a team and had done a sanitation a workshop and meeting together. And that was our first time, really all of us being out of the house and then all of us being together. I think that everybody was really missing the camaraderie that we have at Team 27 is really, you know, we're just a tight group. So we're missing the support of each other. Like we're, we are who we are at home and in the quarantine bubble, we were living our best lives and that version of yourself. But truly we're artists, we're leaders, we're team members, we're everything that we are behind the chair. We were missing that daily. And a lot of the emotional needs of a stylist is not met when you don't have that interaction with your hands and hair, talking with your clients and being inspired by your fellow teammates. So when we got back to it and we got back together, there's this moment of that first haircut being like, oh, this is what it, I've been missing. This is what I've needed. And so it really brought that like spirit back to all of us getting, getting back to it. To be fair, there's roller coaster moments in your own emotions of like the nerves of what we're hearing and reading and the worry and the care that you have to, you know, really digesting all of this. Yeah, it's scary to come back. But at the same time, the second you start getting the feel of this is what we do, this is why we do what we do, this is why we're stylists, it reminds us and you get kind of just that switch gets turned back on and we work carefully, we work cautiously. We did have a few team members who had reservations or needed to have schedule changes or accommodations. Patience, patience and understanding is the key. And whatever time my team needed, we allowed them to have. Because I think if you if you can't provide that great environment for them to come back to and you can't have understanding when they're not really feeling it just yet. Um, having that patience is, is key. And, and, and then once everybody gets into it, it's like, Oh, I don't even know why I was so worried. Like this is great. And let's get back to doing what we love. I'm definitely an organizer, an over planner. I like to check the boxes. And so when I brought this long list of like, new standards of practice and all the PPEs that everybody was going to be required to do to work safely. I think that was overwhelming, but having the care and the plan to put it out there as a standard of practice first, and then just repetitively after every, you know, you're doing a new change of your PPEs or whatever your practices are every hour with every client. And it really, it takes like two days and you're like, oh, this is a breeze. I've got it. Like, we can do it safe. So it's great. I really do think that for the clients, they've been so patient and waiting and so excited to come back. So there is that joy of, oh, I'm going to get my hair done. I have been missing my stylist. And um, there is that joy. There is that excitement about reopen and that first visit that they get to come in. Um, but at the same time, you know, there is a lot of emotion that's there. People have been in their own bubble for months now, and they 
I think that emotional component that we always have care for and understanding behind the chair is even greater now. Um, consultations are taking so much longer, but like in the most joyful way, because everyone's getting caught up. And then also we're like, oh, we, we're going to have some work to do with the, your hair. Are you ready for this? So, so there's that. Um, but I do think that overall we've experienced so much joy and so much excitement for clients coming back, but also finding really creative ways for those clients who do have either pre-existing conditions that they have nervousness about being out in the public. How can we, um, you know, create a safer space for them that is individual to them, whether that means booking them when no one else is in the salon off hours. Our, our salon square footage, unfortunately, doesn't allow us to have enough with as many team members of, as we do have. Um, we can't double book right now. So in those first few weeks of open, we were able to open on outside of normal business hours to accommodate. So that was one strategy that we adopted. Um, I have seen and heard of quite a few salons who have done a small percentage of increase of pricing um, just to cover the the cost of PPE is it's substantial. It really is. Um, we decided that for us, um, you know, I really wanted to make sure that our clients did get a sense of we are doing this to protect them and we didn't want to come at it from that angle of I'm going to charge a little bit more because of that at this time just for us to reopen. As we move forward, we'll probably instead of doing annual price increase, we'll do twice a year increases. But right out of the gate, um, we didn't want to hit everybody with that welcome back and raising their prices, but thinking about it in the next quarters and, you know, in that manner rather than right out of the gate. But I will say it, I have a lot of friend and co-owners here in the state that have, and that has been a successful strategy for them as well. So I think really it depends on what feels right for your personal clientele for your salon and your business. Um, we did actually do some branded masks though, which were fun to do. So we did require masks to be worn by our clients and our staff, but if they did not have one, we did give them an option to purchase at a small price. And then, you know, it, it reads Salon 27 across their, across their mask, which is kind of cool too. So at least it, it did um, cut down on the PPE, at least with the mask side of things. But um, uh, we definitely do have to, you know, make those financial changes as we see fit. So I feel like we have it pretty much locked down. It's fantastic. It's great. But I will say we continue to communicate with the team and our clients that this is an ever-changing environment that we're living in. So having, again, those policies and procedures kind of locked down, but then also in the back of your mind going, I know that as soon as things kind of lessen or heighten, we're going to make these changes here and here and here, or this is going to be the first thing that we can begin to relax on safely. Um, or we're going to have to kind of tighten up a little bit more. It's not easy, but 
I will tell you that this industry, we always have each other's back. It is scary. We've we've had this shut down and living in anticipation for the day that we get to reopen. And it is very overwhelming. So I say lean into your fellow, you know, salon community and hold each other up because this industry is incredible. We will thrive. We continue to thrive even in the hardest of of challenges. We've got this. So keeping that patience, keeping that communication, and then supporting each other is it's the way to successfully do it. And now moving over from Arizona to Illinois, we're joined by Amanda Bauer of Something You Salon. So Amanda's been in business for four years now. She's the owner of Something You Salon in Illinois, but she's also a nationally published artist with wedding hair and makeup, having had the opportunity to style hair in New York Fashion Week and New York Bridal Fashion Week in 2017. Regardless of everything that's happened in the last few months, it's always been Amanda's goal to help be a positive change for the industry and show the world what career potential and success we can have. It's been a great experience. The vibe has just been very, very chill. Like they've, everybody's been very supportive, uh, very encouraging. I mean, the only thing, honestly, that I was super nervous about going into it was just how guests were going to react just because things were were different. Like we were only able to open at half capacity. Um, we could only do like condensed services so that we could accommodate the a thousand missed appointments that we had. Um, so I was honestly just nervous about how people were going to react coming back. Um, but it was great. From day one, the, the minute that the salon shut down, we were in constant communication with our guests. So at least on a weekly or biweekly basis, we were sending out email updates, letting them know kind of what was going on, what the business was doing, what our plans were. I wanted to make it as fair as possible. Um, and the first thing that we did is I had the girls compile a list of their top their top 10 like favorite guests that they wanted to make sure got in. And so we, we did that. We called all of those people first. And then I literally printed a list of all of our cancellations that happened from the minute that we closed to the, to the day before reopening. And we just went in order. And so many guests, when they came back into the salon were, were just relieved because they like, you communicated so well, we felt so comfortable coming in because we knew exactly what was going on. The, the best tool for me during uh, the COVID shutdown to, to reopen was uh, I'm a part of HPS Platinum. So it's like a coaching group that David and Nicole Barnett um, coach with. And they helped tremendously with helping me to get a plan together um, to reopen successfully. I feel like as an owner, I wanted to kind of have like an idea of exactly what we were going to kind of do and present it to the team and then have them give feedback on that. Um, the team was actually, there were a lot of nerves um, leading up to reopening. They, you know, it's scary because, you know, they don't, they're, like I said, we're changing service times. We have eight stylists and six chairs in our salon. We're changing sanitations and the way that we're doing things. And so there was definitely a lot of anxiety leading up to it. Um, but because everything was so well thought of and planned out prior to, uh, we had like a small training day a few days before we reopened to kind of teach the team, like, this is how we're doing sanitations. These are the new protocols that we're following. 
Um, and the day that we opened, when we closed at the end of that day, everybody was like, that was amazing. Like, you know, it just ran really smooth. Um, and from that day forward, everybody, like the anxiety just went away and it just went back to like, you know, that joy and that, that passion for the industry. And so we're, we're doing, we're doing great now. (laughs) We typically, normally our schedule, we split shift. Um, so we have a morning crew come in and then we have an evening crew come in and we're still doing something very similar. Uh, but we're only allowed to operate four chairs at a time right now. So what we had to do. I didn't want the girls to miss out on the income that they're used to and the hours that they're used to working. Um, So what we had to do was extend our hours. Uh, So right now it's really rough, but we're opening at 630 in the morning and we're closing at 10 at night. And it was it was crazy because everybody's like, oh, nobody's going to do a 630 a.m. appointment. And we are booked Um, and we have not had an issue with filling those appointment slots at all the girls are making more money right now than they did prior to COVID shutdown. They're working the same amount of hours. Um, There's a few girls that are actually working a little bit more, um, a few that are working a little bit less, but around the same. And the only day that we extended was Monday, uh, but that's really the only day we're still closed on Sundays, which is nice. I know so many salon owners feel differently, but I didn't want to raise prices on my guests. And financially, when we ran through the numbers, we could afford to not have to do that. Uh, we were we were still going to be profitable no matter what. We utilized Forrest's um, online gift cards. So we had a lot of people purchase through there. And then um, I did create an online store through our website where people could purchase products and or you know, just email us and let us, we did curbside pickup and all of that fun stuff. So we actually, we, we did really well with retail sales when we were closed. So, um, so I decided to just keep everything the same, but honestly, the condensed service times and just keeping everybody at the same, um, appointment time was huge. And like I said, the girls have had their best week last week, just because they're, they're working in smaller increments. The masks were definitely one of the one of the worries and concerns of the staff. Um, but all of them have made the comment within the last week that they're like, well, it's really like once you get used to it, it's really not that bad. Um, I think that the clients are a lot more annoyed by it than than the staff is. The other thing um, would be when we reopened, we decided to set all of our color and cut appointments at two hours and 15 minutes across the board. Like everybody got a two hour and 15 minute appointment just so that way we could accommodate. Um, so the girls were really nervous about that because, you know, some of them have services that if they're doing a balayage and a cut, it's a three hour service or a double process or whatever. So there was some some nervousness from a timing standpoint that they weren't going to be able to um, get those services done on time. But it's actually shown them that they can do it and they can do a lot more in the time allotted than they thought they could. We actually just reopened our books this previous week. And we reopened our online booking this previous week, and we also opened everything up to to new guests. So right now we are back to kind of booking regular service times um, and just any guests that calls in. It's not as bad as as you think. Like, I think people are just so stressed out about it, but it's like, it's been magical. Like, and I, I know that sounds corny and cheesy, but it's, 
it's just everybody's so happy and happy to be back. And, you know, I think the biggest pieces of advice that I would give people is just make sure that you're communicating with your guests, communicating with your staff. Um, first and foremost, that that's huge. Um, and just, you know, it's, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Honestly, like we're, we're in the groove. We're, we're doing it. We're just waiting for state guidelines to give us the all clear to kind of go back to normal. We know navigating the new normal isn't easy and we want to help you reopen strong. That's why we've a variety of business resources updated regularly with information and content specific to your country. Watch, read and learn from other salon owners and business professionals. Keep up to date with government guidelines and information on available grants with the Back in Business with Forest resource page and reopening pack at forest.com forward slash C19. Don't forget all of our other free resources, including the Forest Academy Learning Portal, our Help Juice pages, the Forest blog and podcast and our multiple on-demand webinar recordings at forest.com forward slash resources. Back in Business with Forest getting ready for your safe, strong and successful salon reopening one step at a time. So moving on now to the second part of the show where we talk about everything going on inside Forest, we're going to kick it off with, and I know everyone's been missing this for a long time now, but Forest Academy. We <laughs> we promised you that uh, we've been working on something big and they're all coming through now. We have three courses to kick it off with. The first one is to do with the brand new staff rosters in your forest system. So if you haven't seen it already, go to staff rosters in your forest system. We've completely revamped the screen. All for the better, of course. It's way more intuitive, way better. And with this course, three takeaways you can get away from learning how to use it is you can drastically reduce the time spent scheduling, staff working, vacation and sick days. You can effortlessly manage your whole team's working week all from one screen. And most importantly, you'll never double book time off again because we have highlighted staff vacation features. The second course we have is a client reconnect, manage overdue clients. So this again teaches you how to use the client reconnect feature, which if you aren't aware of already, what it does is it tracks your client's service or buying behaviors to be able to predict when they'd usually rebook a new service. And if they're overdue, then you can send them SMS messages or SMS campaigns. This course will take you through the whole Client Reconnect feature. And it's actually a video from our CEO, our very own Ronan Percival in that one. So you can check that out. It'll show you how to set it up and start targeting clients in a few clicks. The third course, and to be honest, a lot of this actually comes from an ebook that Zoe did a few years ago. It's the Online Reputation Manager, Get More Five Star Reviews. So again, the online reputation feature that we have in the Forest system, this course will take you through the importance of your online reputation and why you need to be asking clients for those all important reviews, those five star Google and Facebook reviews. Why? Because they help with organic SEO, which means the more five-star reviews you get through this feature, the higher you're going to rank on Google. So all three of those courses are they're self-taught and they're only about 15 to 20 minutes max, maybe. So check those out. If you have any queries or need help accessing the course, email forestacademy at forest.com. 
And speaking about ebooks, we've just released a guide to reopening strong, staying open safely, and getting your business back on track. It's called Let's Get Back in Business. You can find it on our resource page and downloadable、uh, portal, so force.com forward slash C19. And it covers things such as managing your operations, communicating with your clients, looking at your reopening salon finances, and an exclusive insight into Forrest's new revenue boosting online features. We've also revamped the whole C19 resource page itself by highlighting some of the challenges that we've been hearing from salon owners and then, of course,、uh, providing the solution to these said challenges. You can access all this content for free. The links will be in today's episode's notes. And then we have another back in business finance webinar for you on Tuesday, June 23rd. It's for UK and Ireland clients and non clients,、uh, and it's hosted by Gloria Murray, an award winning accountant with whom we've been collaborating quite a bit during the lockdown phases. So it's great to see、uh, another finance webinar for the reopening stages now. It'll help you、um, look at how to set your prices for when you open, analyzing your numbers and the effects of right or wrong decisions,、um, how they can affect your profit. Essentially,、uh, it'll also cover the foundations you need to put in place to start your actual recovery plan. As usual, this is a free webinar. You simply have to sign up and save your spot to access this, and you'll, have, you'll also find the link in today's episode's show notes. And to keep up with all of these various updates and resources, there's two things you can do sign up for the Back in Business weekly newsletter and subscribe to the show, the Forced FM Show's email newsletter, for which you'll get updates once a week on Wednesdays.、Uh, You'll also get the episode, of course, and any resources that、uh, our guests kindly make available for our listeners. On that note, that's all we got for this week. And I hope this episode truly eased some of the concerns that you might have had if, if your area still hasn't. Reopened.、Uh, as always, if you want to share your thoughts on Forest FM or this episode specifically, or even want to be on the show with us when your salon reopens finally, do send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, stay safe and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting edge post production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners Podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.